The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. That's right, everybody. My name is Carl Carafel, and I am beside the curator of topics normally... Mighty Joe, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. And just as our friend Bubba Duke, Don Lewis says, Mighty Joe, let's rock and roll, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, typically, I am the, the curator of topics, but actually this week, uh, Carl has put together our run for our episode here, so we'll be going off of uh, Carl's list of uh, stuff that we want to uh, talk about. And I guess the other thing to kind of mention here, Carl, why we're slightly late uh, down where I am at, we are actually under some bit of a weather warning, uh, some really thunder, wild lightning and thunder going on. So um, if I magically disappear, that will be why, because uh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what kind of happens. We'll get as much in as we can while I'm here. And if I disappear, Carl will definitely continue on with us and maybe we'll even have some help on deck if, if need be. Picture it, Sicily. 19 no 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 wait um so have you ever you ever seen one of those old wash tubs those old metal wash tubs <laughs> okay so if you're in a basement of a house and you take that that metal wash tub and you drop it that 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 reverbish sound that it makes that's what the thunder sounded like coming over my <laughs> headphones through mighty joe's microphone in the basement Wow, that is some powerful weather going on there right now. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, you know, I, I've been outside and experienced that. I'm actually fond of, of like bad weather, thunderstorms, and lightning, and that kind of stuff. But um, hopefully, it doesn't interrupt the the broadcast today, let's so to speak. So let's uh, see what we can do. Um, like I said, usually I'm the curator of topics here, Carl, but uh, you are this week. So what do you got for our first topic here for this week to cover? First topic here is something that I found kind of interesting, and that is, um, as you have talked about and you've pointed out before, that the uh, WWE and AEW seem to still have this stupid little rivalry thing going on, you know, kind of throwing jabs and stuff like that at each other. Well, we had someone again within AEW throw some jabs towards the WWE. Um, Mm -hmm. First off, John... Thanks for dropping Cheers, by, bud. man. We love you. One half of one of the beards of Between Two Beards. That is us. correct. So AEW goes off the air. And then we have Mr. 
Kingston mm. come out. And he's already out there. Everything's happened. Everything's gone on. We've just had an amazing matchup between Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy for the AEW Championship, which was absolutely insane and not my pick for <laughs> not my pick for match of the week this yeah. week. But we had him come out and uh essentially this this is what he says. I'm just I'm just gonna read through it super quick as soon as I grab it here because I've got it. Um since we really can't play it. No. Um he, he says here, uh oh, where is it? I don't want to read the entire <laughs> thing. Okay. Once the dust settles and Okay, that's what I'm talking about, Kingston said, as the crowd cheered for the wrestlers that were inside of the ring. Because the competition doesn't want to hear these fans. Oh, I guess I'm burning another bridge. Surprise. Ladies and gentlemen, AEW cares about their fans because we are not here just to get ourselves a paycheck. We're here every week with you people without you people and we come out here and bust our asses we love professional wrestling right so that's just the uh, uh the quick little gist of that um he goes on to say you know the match between omega and jungle boy um you're not going to see that on any other channel quote unquote channel um you will not see legends who are respected on the other channel uh you will not see people like me and my best friend, Penta, on the other channel. Uh, so really, like, kind of not mentioning the WWE at all, but kind of throwing that little bit of a uh, jab out there towards the WWE. And uh, essentially, headliner for um, all of this is people went home happy after hearing what Eddie Kingston had to say. Now, I want your take, Mighty Joe. Do you feel that, and I'm sure you've listened to it or read it yourself, mm -hmm. um, do you feel that this was something that was uh, just simply to get people to go home happy because of the results that happened mm -hmm. from that main event matchup? There's a couple different ways to look at this. I mean, it's definitely a product of the era that we're in, right? I mean... A lot of this kind of stuff would happen at shows. I mean, it's happened at shows from now going back to however long. You know, when you go off air, when the show's over, there's usually a little bit of extracurricular activity that happens. Either either it's like a little bonus match or it's, you know, someone from the audience gets to, to hang in the ring with uh, somebody who's worked at the match or there's some type of thing to, quote-unquote, send the fans home happy, so to speak, right? Yes. Now, typically, a lot of that kind of stuff in our earlier days of watching professional a lot of it wouldn't get it out because we didn't we didn't all have, and the people on audio aren't going to see this, but have these things in our hands all the time so they can record yeah. video anywhere we are at any time. So Cell phones. A lot of this kind of stuff gets out a lot often. At least a lot more often now than it did before. I guess the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. So there, there's that to take into account there. I mean, this isn't something that's new, and it's been going on for for a long time. But we, like, like I said, we see it more often. Now at the same time, too, you know, I, I've been pretty vocal. Well, you know, I'm not to, to in full transparency, just to put it out there off the hop. I am not somebody who's just like an anti AEW hater, and like every single thing they do, I just shit on. Oh no, no, they're, they're horrible. Everything they do. That's not the case. I do like things that AEW does. Am I a 100% fan that they think that they are indestructible and they don't do anything wrong? Absolutely not. You know, I'm a critic. I 
point out nonsense when I see it, regardless of what company it is going on. I have said that I feel like this company, more than others right now, do take a lot of shots when when we should just be concentrating on doing our own thing. I, I get it. They Maybe they still feel it as a competition. Clearly, AEW, I mean, WWE has even said it. You know, we don't see them as competition, really. I mean, it's it's like comparing apples to oranges or whatever comparison you want to make. It, it, it's... Um, it's the type of thing where, it, I don't know, like I, I get wanting to take the, the occasional jab to kind of, you know, competition can be good. But still at the same time, if you're constantly doing it and if, if it's really just kind of like a one-way thing, like AEW does it to WWE way more than WWE does to AEW. Like it's very rare that WWE will take an actual legitimate shot at AEW. With AEW, sure. they do it a lot with with them. So for me, just it, it's not – some people see it as, well, they're, they're being really confident and they're really taking shots. For me, it actually, I think, has the reverse kind of effect. For me, it's almost a sign of weakness. You know, we, we feel like maybe we're not kind of doing that well, so we have to compensate by, you know, taking these ribs and taking these, these shots of the company, right? Like I said, there's a lot of different ways to kind of interpret this, and I don't think that really anything is really wrong. It's really one of those things where it's up for debate, and two people – in this case, two two friends that have known each other over thirty plus years are probably not going to agree on, on uh, this. Uh, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, th- there's so many different ways to look at it. For me, like I, I see kind of both sides of what's kind of going on here. But I feel like AEW, it's like they're trying too hard in this aspect of like taking so many jabs. Like even you know, there was a post recently with uh, Andrade and Charlotte, and Charlotte's got a WWE hat, and Andrade's got a AEW hat on, right? It's it, it's th- these kind of things where it's just it's like I, I get it, but at the same time too, it it gets under my skin a little bit too. Now, do you think that this might be uh, possibly a byproduct of um, former workers within the WWE and really just wanting to uh, kind of put a little bit of a shadow over top of the company that they formerly worked for sure. because they're sure. maybe a little disgruntled. Sure. That's, that's a fair statement. I think we can, we can okay. I think most, most fans, I think, you know, with us here and even our friends over love wrestling and in the, uh, HTM network, I think the majority of somebody would say that's a very fair statement. Okay. Yeah. I just, I mean, because that's something that we really haven't mentioned or even talked about before. And I mean, it's, it's not as though, uh, you know, like Eddie Kingston himself has even really had uh, a lot of dealings with the WWE per se, but I mean, he, he's, he's a, he's a big time veteran in the world of professional wrestling and has a lot of friends that have come from many different companies, including those from the WWE. So, and we, we, Eddie Kingston has always been a voice for the voiceless uh pretty much yeah so yeah i, I that that's kind of what i'm chalking this up to right now is that he's he's just trying to to put out there that you know what like yeah we're, we're we're a good company and we're gonna listen to our fans we're, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that you're you guys are heard because that's something that we want to do we want to ensure that you guys are, are heard and listened to unlike which is the majority of people who are fans of the WWE are pretty vocal about, I wish they would just listen to us. 
it, it's def- right? definitely it's a double-edged sword there because i mean we are seeing both extremes right and one danger too though is you can go too far in the opposite you can listen to your fans too much you know and then every kind of way wacky crazy idea that they have you're like oh yeah we'll do that because our fans want it when maybe it's not a good idea to do it right so you need, you need to be careful you still need to and i think that this is one big criticism i have for aew is i don't think that they've discovered yet what kind of professional wrestling promotion they are because they're all over the map. They do all kinds of stuff, I mean, which is fine, and we're still trying to find our, our identity, but I think that they're really still, they haven't really established who they are in the landscape of, of what's out there. And a lot of companies, you know, WWE's the entertainment company. You want to talk pure wrestling and that stuff, you go with New Japan. New you know, Japan, yeah. Ring of Water, kind of the same deal, right? So, or AEW, it's just it's like they're all over the place. Like it's it's almost like a, somebody with like a, a little bit of ADHD, or just they can't, you know, they're, they're just all <laughs> over the place. So the it's uh, maybe not the greatest comparison, but um, you know, just I think you know what I mean. Just because they have so many different styles of matches and everything. It's, yeah. Again, it's a weird thing. Like I don't want to sound like a hater because I do like some things that this company does, but they still do some things that kind of, or I kind of cringe or, you know, I just get down and I kind of pissed off about same thing with WWE, you know, in new Japan does silly things too. I mean, not to the same extent, but, uh, right. Yeah, man, it's just, a, it's the type of thing where I, I think it'll be interesting, you know, once they get back touring again, you know, not only this company, but WWE, you know, we can reestablish, know really how the fans feel about this product you know with AEW with WWE and then we can kind of uh, go from there I, I think we might see a little bit of a shift in uh, how they kind of go about doing their shows you know because they have what like four shows they have like three YouTube shows now and then the the one that's on yeah, television and then they, you know yeah. that's another thing too that you need to be careful you don't water down your content and, uh, but I do get it you know the, the roster is getting a little bit bloated too right that's another issue i mean we got to give everybody something to do but we saw what happened and i always try to make the the wcw reference once they started doing thunder they started to spread themselves too thin the content became watered down right so i gotta remind these guys hey you know i I get it you guys are creative and you want to do a bunch of stuff but once you start doing too much it can be your detriment it definitely can. So. WWE has been watering down their roster recently as well. Yeah, yeah. We are talking more releases yeah. from the company, this time centered around 205 Live. It almost seems as though the 205 brand is dead in the water and it's unfortunate that even it even that includes some canadian friends the canadian tag team of the bollywood boys now without their job for the last five years within the wwe and the 205 live branding mighty joe do you see this as the death of 205 live and a continuation of just cruiserweight on nxt or what do you see happening here my friend i think i'll plead ignorance on this one here carl because i wasn't even aware that the bollywoods were still there and i haven't watched 205 live in a long time uh, which is kind of a shame because, again, to make another WCW reference, I liked a lot of the cruiserweight wrestling that was done in WCW. Having said that, to you know, comparing you know Ultimo Dragon, Rey Mysterio, mm. Dean Malenko to what we have in the WWE is like comparing you know pumpkins to you know 
lampposts. Com- two completely different things. I just pick two random things that just aren't even related to each other, right? <laughs> they're, they're complete opposites that don't have any kind of connection. I mean, uh, oh. I mean, the cruiserweight division in WCW was fantastic, and two hundred five live. It's it just it's like it just never th- that cruiserweight classic was fantastic, yes. and then there was just zero momentum coming out of that. I've no clue what happened there. I was a big fan of that tournament. They brought some top great talent. They even managed to get Kota freaking Ibushi from New Japan right? to get involved in this tournament. And then after that, <laughs> we took a big dump. Took a dump and went to garbage. It's very unfortunate to see that all of this has actually happened. But I do get it and I do understand. Because just like you said, you have not been watching 205 Live. You didn't even know that the Bollywood boys were still there. So what does that really mean for that brand itself? It's time to cut the ties with that. Let it go. Keep those that can help build some momentum for NXT and keep NXT as a third brand within the company as opposed to having a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh brand. So I I totally get it. I understand. And especially if you have this many people that's on that roster, there's going to have to be releases. You're going to have to let them go because you're going to have nowhere for them. So why not cut ties, let them go, wish them the best in their future endeavors, and let them yeah. go and work for another company. It just, it's, it, that's smart to me. Very, very smart. And most of the workers coming out of that are going to be thankful for that because now they can go and expand themselves and do what they want and what they need and possibly make more money. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Don't say the big problem is it was only on the network. Definitely a factor. And, you know, I haven't subscribed to the network in, in, quite a while now it's been a while since i've canceled my network subscription and uh, you know going back to uh, to the sing brothers the, the bollywood boys i mean honestly well to make kind of light of the situation i thought that randy had killed the one guy you know when he <laughs> dumped him on uh, on the announce table right. i was like that dude's dead he's dead right so yeah. and even randy was like yeah, I was like, did i hurt him you know but um i digress on that but i just it's the type of thing again we're just like all these releases again and the weird thing with it is, I, I'm glad that only the the one person has come back, like Joe. Like, but even that, yes, like it's treading on dangerous ground. And don't get me wrong, I love Joe. I'm glad that they're going to do something with him. But at the same time, like every other talent that's been released, it's got to be going. What the hell is going on here? Right? You you brought him back. We get it, Samoa Joe. But I mean. All these other, all these other talents has got to be thinking, what the hell is going on here? Like, is is the company or the is Vince going to sell? What's going on? Why are all these releases happening? And you know, is Joe going to be just the first of a few to come back? And we heard rumblings of Braun Strowman coming back. Like, why go through all this BS and this nonsense if you're only going to take someone back? It, it's at like a shareholder level and somebody who's invested in the company. It's got to create some uncertainty as well. I know, I know we're kind of delving into like the non-wrestling aspect and the business aspect of, of wrestling, but even those people have got to be thinking, what are what are the people owning this company? What are they up to here? What are they up to? What, what do you think, Carl? I mean, is, is there still a possible? And it's it's kind of a slow burn here, but I mean, they got to be getting ready to sell, right? I mean, we're still going through with releases. 
I, I, we definitely talked about that before, and I talked about those 10 points from, uh, I believe it was McLean Magazine or something like that. Uh, we, Huffington we had, Post or something, wasn't it? Something like that. Could be. Something yep. like that, yeah. we, we went through it, though. We went through those 10, 10 points, and, and we're still seeing those signs of those 10 points. Uh, downsizing, um, you know, Vince is losing his mind. Um, There's that. There's know, that. The, <laughs> the liquidation of assets <laughs> and, you know, different stuff like that, right? So, I mean... Yeah, definitely, they could be looking at selling. Uh, but then I, I, I kind of, I kind of come to it, and I, I, and I look at it, and I go, "But wait a second. So they just A and E just did this huge thing on several different wrestlers doing mm-hmm. biographies. They also did all of this uh, lost treasures. They're going and and spending money to go and find these products, these these outfits, these this memorabilia to bring back to put into what eventually." from what we're hearing, is supposed to be a full-fledged Hall of Fame museum that's that's going on. That's long overdue, by the way. It definitely is. Uh, So is the WWE really selling, or are they doing this with A&E to really boost their numbers to get more people to watch and attend? It's a a weird, wacky mystery. I've even picked the brains of some of our colleagues, you know, throughout Love Wrestling and HTM, and we're all kind of like, we think we're selling, they're selling, we think maybe they're not. <laughs> just, it's it's like, dude, it's just like, it's weird. And I, I just, I, I think that along with it, just I think it's even further causing the uh, the WWE product specifically um, a lot of yeah. trouble. You know, we even have, I know I'm jumping the, the gun a little bit here, Carl, but I mean, this writer that they hired like i i know that this is kind of for me possibly further down our run here but i still want to like talk about it i mean what the hell are we doing like, like it's well that but, so I'll, I'll let i'll let that be for now because we'll get to it we yeah oh yeah we definitely will it yeah. is 100 percent there <laughs> uh something else that seems to be a little bit confusing <sighs> to me but yet i do kind of understand where they're going with this we have a new contender for the universal championship going up against roman reigns is going to be edge we haven't seen hide nor hair of edge in months and now all of a sudden he's back and he's getting a championship match at the next pay-per-view. I understand what they're doing and where they're going with this, but this just seems totally out of left field for me. Mighty Joe. What? What? So the, what? the only rationale that I have for this, and this is going to sound just as ridiculous as this premise is, um, I'm going to tie this into a golf reference. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you, hopefully you'll see where uh, bear with me on this, folks. Um, the Masters Golf Tournament, uh, and I think some of the other major tournaments, if you are a previous winner of said championship, you get to come back for the rest of your life to compete if you so choose. Now, I don't know if this is limited only to the golf of, I almost said the golf of sport. The sport of golf, <laughs> I'm all over the place today, um, but... As far as I know, that's limited to that sport. So that's the only thing that I can come up with a rationale to justify in my brain was that maybe that there's this hidden stipulation in Vincent Kennedy McMahon's head that if you're a previous winner of the WWE Championship, you can compete for it again whenever the hell you want to. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. 
Yeah, I really, it, it really honestly makes I'm absolutely no sense I'm to stretching. me right now either. <laughs> yeah, I and I mean, like I've. I've I've worked in 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 the business in the wrestling industry I would say for at least 22 years and this is actually making absolutely it does make sense, but it doesn't because I'm looking forward to future and what can be done. And in the future, we already know, okay, it's it's already being built up to this. We're going to be getting a first time ever where I and I guarantee it people we're going to see Seth Rollins versus Edge is what we're going to be seeing. 100%. I'm telling you, write it down, mark it on your calendars, go and put some freaking money on that, and you are going to make money because that bet is gold. We're going to see Seth Rollins versus Edge down the road. So Seth Rollins was on uh, the Talking Smack and was very vocal about why the does he get a shot? And I, I just went through this hellacious match. I just went through all of this. How am I not getting this shot? Well, yeah. So there, the, we. How many times have we seen Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins? We've seen that before. We've seen them tag team. We've seen them against each other. We've seen it so many times. Yeah. Let's give the people something interesting, something that has never been done before. Let's bring Edge back because he's ready. Let's use him. And I think we're going to see Edge take the championship and then we're going to have, uh, you know, this matchup, Seth Rollins and Edge. So that's that's the down the road that I can see from all of this. But still, does it make sense? No. No, and another, sorry. Another one of my fears with this here, Carl, you know, they've been yeah. doing really, really good, strangely enough. With this Roman Reigns character, probably largely thanks to Paul Heyman. You know, uh, maybe we're giving Paul too much credit for this, but I, I really don't <laughs> think so. I think it it really without Paul, this probably wouldn't be as good uh, as it is. Uh, I think most of us could probably agree with that. My biggest fear, if we're going to go with this Edge Roman thing, especially if it's going to be a long term program, you know what's going to happen, Carl? Especially once fans come back, they're going to turn Roman babyface. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes, because WWE does this weird thing when they start building up to these larger "quote unquote" matches, where they and this has been a really bad habit of them lately. Is they have the good guy, we have the baby faces doing very heelish things, leading yes. up to these larger matches. And if you're somebody like me or like a casual fan, you know where we're not watching every single minute of these shows to keep up with everything that's kind of going on. We watch this, and I go, "Wait a second. Isn't he the good guy? Why is he bashing his head in with a chair? <laughs> uh, that is not something that a good person does. That is something oh. that a horrible human being who is being a dick does. Um, right. But I digress on that. Just said it, it, it's it's confusing. Uh, and like I said, the only thing that I could justify, and <laughs> you could you could run with this if you want to. WWE you steal my idea if you want. You can give me a little bit of money for it. But if you really really want to go with the sports like presentation. Include that as a stipulation. It gives you then a reason to bring back a legend that if they are a former champion, yeah, sure, you had that as a stipulation. If you're a former champion, you can choose to challenge a current champion whenever you so wish. I think it would actually be an interesting idea, but at least then we would know that that is the reason why this is occurring. That's the important thing. With this, Edge, don't get me wrong. Carl and I, were Edge fans. I love a lot oh, of things yeah. that Edge does. But him challenging Roman Reigns for the... For the championship of the freaking universe out of nowhere, what the hell? What the hell? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Carl's got him right on his freaking wall for crying out loud. 
But um, a for, few for, times for for him to be challenging for the championship of the universe out of the blue just does not make sense. Like I said. If they would have said it, maybe they did. Like I said, I don't watch every single week. Hey, it's a former champion. You know, we have this thing now where you could challenge if you're a former champion. Then I'm cool with it. But you can't just do randomness and expect people to understand your product. (laughs) Uh, Like we talked about, down the road, things that we're going to see is going to be what I talked about. If you don't know what that is because you've just joined us, you're going to have to rewind. Because I'm not explaining myself all <laughs> over again. No, neither am I. Neither am I. You're just gonna have to go and watch it. Uh, I do. I do understand where our friend Don is coming from as well. It's like watching Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn again and again and again and again. It's old and dead. Time to just come up with something new. I do. I do get that. I understand that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They definitely can go out there and make a good show, no matter what they're given. Thankfully. They are two guys that can really do that, so I'm happy about that. And and oh, yes, sir. thank you so much. I really like this show too. And if you like this show, share it out. Like us on our social media at TB Talk Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you tell your friends because the more people that hear, the bigger we're gonna get. The bigger we get, the more programs we can bring to you that's how it works people but for everyone that has supported so far thank you so much we love each and every one of you speaking Speaking of things that people love sharing (laughs) i think you and i are thinking on the same one like my friend exactly speaking of things that people love here love wrestling i am absolutely loving what people have done here with the love wrestling and dude, the Trevor dude, Project. Mighty dude, Joe. Dude, guys. Tell us. Tell us what's happened. For our listeners that like just watched Termuckle Talk and just listened in, if you haven't um, gone over and checked over the love of the wrestling stuff, uh, why? Go, go shame check it out. On shame, shame on you. Shame. Um, shame. This last Thursday on the Quizplex show, right? We had Ramdus Randy. We had... Um, was Veda Scott, Veda Scott, and, uh, and Nicole. Nicole, Nicole Matthews. Matthews. That's right, and of course uh, the wonderful Zach, uh, one of the best hosts in the business. Um, a really incredible thing happened, Carl. We went into that show sitting at, at about twelve hundred for donations for the trip, which is, I mean, absolutely fantastic. We, we broke oh, that thousand yes. dollar mark um, before two weeks had um, gone by. And then, you know, for about half of the month, you know, we, we trickled a little bit, but we still had some love coming in, so to speak. And then yep. that evening, Carl, I would say probably about three quarters of the way through the show, um, the news came through the pipe. Uh, Spencer sent me a message during uh, the program I was watching in the chat. And uh, one one of our viewers slash listeners donated $1,000 to this cause. Absolutely incredible, man. Like I said, you and I have been part of some other charities and doing other things where we've, we've attempted to do fundings and, and you know extra lives and stuff like that, and things have fallen completely flat. Uh, this has been absolutely freaking amazing. Like $1,000, like I said, in those first couple weeks, and then this last Thursday for one of our Love Wrestling 
fans to drop a thousand dollars towards this cause right. is absolutely incredible. I've never been a part of something like that. It was really, really cool. Even after the, um, to peel back the curtain a little bit, um, uh, after the Quizplex show at ended, I actually hopped in with everybody. And I mean, we, we were all like just over, overjoyed. And some of us were even crying for crying out loud, you know, especially, uh, yeah. you know, our, our friend, uh, ravenous Randy Myers, who, has a this is very close to home for him because I mean he is somebody who has struggled with specifically this so it's a cause yes. that's very very close to him and of course to us here so it's just dude like it's been absolutely incredible to see uh, this charity come to fruition and not only that but just to to see the support for it going through this month too like it's just it's hard to even put it into words. It has been absolutely fantastic. We are at June twenty eighth right now, so I don't know. <sighs> What you guys can do, but if you can make a donation, we'd like you to. Even if it's two dollars, whatever you can give. We we bumped it from two thousand up to three thousand. Let's see if we can get it to that three thousand mark by the end of this month. Donate.tiltify.com slash at love wrestling ca slash Trevor Project is where you go. If you're not familiar and can't get all of that written down right now, then just go to lovewrestling.ca. The links are right there. Again, it's donate.tiltify.com slash at love wrestling ca slash Trevor project and if you can't make a monetary donation share it out please that's it that's all yeah thank you yeah absolutely all right man well that's uh that that was quite something there i think after all of that awesomeness we need to take a brief break here carl let's hear from our friends over at collar and elbowbrand.com and then we'll be back for more turmoil talk wrestling a love and a passion we all share I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. So here you go, a few words from our friends over at Collar and Elbowbrand.com. And as you heard, if you use our promo code JK Podcast at the checkout, you will get 10% off your entire order. Just go and check it out. They always have tons of great merchandise, and there's always new stuff too, which is uh, awesome, always awesome. 
It definitely is. It is absolutely fantastic. I am always wearing my Color and Elbow branded hat as always. I absolutely love this thing since day one of the inception and creation of Color and Elbow brand. I have had this and I am absolutely in love with it. I continue to wear it every day. Partnerships are amazing for us and we are so thankful to have been uh, the first sponsored podcast from Color and Elbow brand, which is absolutely fantastic. And I mean, partnerships definitely work. Sponsorships work. All of these things work if they're done with the right people. Sponsorships are looking at other people as well. They are always out there. I get emails about it frequently. Hey, we'd like to partner with you. Check out our stuff, blah, blah, blah. We, we we just found out recently about a released superstar from the WWE, Tommy End, or Aleister Black, as he was known there, that has signed a new sponsorship deal. See, people, sponsorships work. They 100% do. And this is something that, um, you know, they came to him about, to my understanding. And it's a deal with Hayabushi. Or Hayabasa. I don't know how people want to pronounce it. Okay. But uh, Hayabusha Combat Sports yeah. is what it is. Um, essentially, they, they are a company that that's, that's what they do. They, they do combat sports. Um, they do not sports, sorry. They do the equipment and apparel yeah. is what they do, which, which is absolutely amazing because that's what we're doing with Color and Elbow Brand. So it's really nice to, to be able to hear about others who have, uh, you know, been released as part of the quote unquote budget cuts within the WWE, be able to have other companies come to them and say, we know who you are. How would you like to help us sponsor our stuff? Yeah. Joe, what do you think about Tommy End taking a deal to have this sponsorship? The name of the sponsor... Uh Hayabusa, which I, I, again, there's like a million and one different ways to pronounce it. That's what I've always pronounced it as. Um, I, I think that's very telling of what uh, Mr. Tommy Ender, however he chooses to be referred to as now, I think that's very telling what he'll be involved with next because, <laughs> I mean, before his professional wrestling days, uh, very notable person in the, the kickboxing um, yes. arena, so to speak. Um, I think that is likely where he will go back to, whether it be in a competition capacity or whether it's as a trainer or, or what have you, I don't know. Um, he could be one of these people that maybe was smart with his WWE money and then can maybe just live off of that for the rest of his life and then pursue a passion project. It just it really kind of depends, I think, on the person. Um, you know, even to to mention other people that were currently released, I think another really notable one, Tyler Breeze, uh, is definitely one of those ones where, again, if he was very, very smart with his money, this is a guy that could just live off of that and just choose to be a trainer for the rest of his quote-unquote career. Oh, yeah. And then, like I said, pursue like a passion project or what have you, right? And some of these wrestlers, too, have degrees in, uh, in certain disciplines. Very intelligent, you know, because if something happens with their main source of money, you have a backup plan, which is very, you know, exactly. not, not only for professional wrestlers, but I think for anybody who uh, chooses a profession, uh, good to have kind of an ace in a hole, so to speak, or to have something that you can fall back onto if, uh, you know, the, the payment gets pulled out from underneath you, so to speak. But uh, 
it's interesting to see because I mean, when you watch Alistair Black or Tommy and Style, I mean, just it was very much you know a lot of strike based kind of stuff going on, but very very good grappler as well. But uh, I, I, dude, I think I'd love to see him like get into uh, you know, like K one kickboxing or. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I think like bare knuckle fighting, which is kind of making a bit of a comeback, might be a little much. Um, the MMA thing is something. I, I think he could do it. See, and that's a statement I hear a lot of people making, but very, very few Carl have made that move successfully. Not everybody is Brock Lesnar. Not yeah, everybody true. is Dan Severn, right? So there, there are a few that can do this and can do it well. Brock, I think this is the best notable one recently. Do went from wrestling strictly just doing WWE stuff, and in the span of I believe of a few months, went and took on a top ten ranked MMA fighter and beat him at UFC 200, a high profile event. On top of that, not only a very high level competitor, but a very notable event. This is right when they were making the transition to Fox. Um, who does that? Who goes from a you know, a sports entertainment thing, not, not necessarily true. We can have that debate and then to go right. compete in a legitimate fight and not only be competitive, but to beat somebody who is no pushover. Mark Hunt, <laughs> dude has knocked right. out some of the best in the world and brought went, <laughs> yeah. went in and destroyed him. Well, not destroyed yes. him. He did beat him. Uh, but, um, but yeah, just, it'd be interesting to see, uh, what Mr. End, uh, chooses to do. I think it'd be successful at whatever he does. I, I, I'd, Personally, I'd like to see him stay in wrestling, mm -hmm. but again, it, it's entirely. I think too many wrestling fans. I think it's it, they're almost kind of selfish when it comes to some of these guys. They get they get so attached that they they never want to see them leave wrestling. You know, some of these guys. This may not be a negative thing. This might be a blessing in disguise for some of the people. Maybe it's even something that they're hoping for. As bad as weird as that kind of sounds, maybe some of them wanted to get released and they're like. Okay, you know, now I can go and actually pursue something that I really want, right? Because they were so miserable yes. or things weren't going the way. That, dude, there's so many different ways to approach this, and, and, and it doesn't apply the same across the board. You know, the, the big thing on the internet wrestling community is whenever there's a release or something questionable to WWE, oh, they're going to AEW. AEW. Not, not always the case, and not everybody <laughs> is the same. Right, not everybody's yeah. wired the same, and not everybody has the same interests and uh, pursuits, right? So it's really up to the person, and whatever he chooses to do, I'm sure he'll be good at it. Oh, I'm sure he will be as well. I'm just happy and thankful that he has got some sort of sponsorship deal to be able to keep him in a little bit of limelight because what's going to happen is he is going to have to do Twitch streams and, and, and what have you yeah. and, uh, you know, promote this stuff like just like we do with our collarandelbowbrand.com and with our friends over at Phoenix at fnxfit.com as well where if you use promo code TBTALKPOD, you're getting 15% off your entire purchase there. Now, now, Mighty Joe, I hope you have something here, but if you don't, I think I may have something pretty big right now. So let's get right to it. I'm glad that you pushed it because I almost pushed the button and we would have had like that car door situation where like <laughs> the person inside is trying to let the person outside in and they press the button and it's like click link and they cancel each other yep. out. But, uh, but yeah, um, for breaking news, I guess for me, the most notable thing, one of these um, releases coming out of this past week from the WWE, you know, one of my favorite professional wrestlers, Tyler Breeze, uh, yeah. to see him and Fandango uh, get let go. 
man, talk about it, like a, a, a talented a tag team. And even if you wanted to use both guys individually, absolutely fantastic. Even like if you wanted to have him as like the, the Johnny Curtis character, that would have been like fantastic. And I mean, Tyler yeah. Breeze, I always refer to him and the, the, the match that he had in NXT. I don't know why his name is escaping me. Jushin. Jushin, Jushin Thunder, Thunder Liger. Liger. Total yeah. brain fart moment. Like one of my favorite <laughs> matches of like the last decade and I completely forgot who the one guy was. Um, if you can have not only a match but then like to be praised by Jushin Thunder Liger, he's somebody uh, that you need to make note of. And he's somebody that uh, like, damn it. Like it's one of those ones where I'm going to be that jealous wrestling fan where it's like, shit. Like you had somebody so talented and you pissed it away. Right, uh, just it, it's such a shame, such a shame. He could have been, been, you know, at the very, very least, an NXT champion, and I think a really damn successful one. Um, there were so many good matches left off the table too. Mm-hmm. Him and Adam Cole, and and all yeah. these other guys that he could have done so much good stuff with. And now, I mean, I hope he lands on his feet, and I'm sure that he can. It'll just be a matter of where. Um, the selfish New Japan wrestling fan of me would love to see him make a run through the best of Super Juniors with guys like Hiromu Takahashi and uh, and all those guys, Desperado. Oh, like, yeah. Just, oh, dude, yeah. like, it just would be so cool even to see him in the, in the uh, uh, America version of uh, New Japan. There's some cool yes. stuff he could do with there. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I hope that, uh, that he gets to do something that uh, he'll enjoy at the very least. Do you have any other breaking news for us? That's about all I got, man. That's the only one that uh, was on my radar and had a single okay. tear running down my face. I I got something that, okay, we need to keep this between us, okay, people, because uh, this this isn't fully... It's okay. This isn't on the internet it's, or anything. It's, it is not on the internet. This is absolutely <laughs> nowhere right now, to be honest with you, okay? Um, Speedball Bailey. Hmm. Famous professional Canadian yeah. professional wrestler. Friend of love wrestling. Um a friend of love wrestling, a, um, you know, Japanese working wrestler with DDT pro. Um, he may have gotten a big signing. Oh, okay. So that's, that's all I'm going to say right now is that he, it's, it's very possible that he may have gotten a big signing, uh, very, very recently. Um, with a, with, with, with a conglomerate, Hmm. Um, I only know this because of, uh, a chat forum that we are part of and, uh, we, we are always, uh, within this community, we are always trying to, within the love wrestling community, we're always trying to make sure that we are getting interviews and, uh, you know, good things coming from. Canadian professional wrestlers, not just Canadian professional wrestlers, but we're a little more partial to them because Love Wrestling is Canadian, just like us. That's right. I'm a Canadian. So, yeah, I've been kind of reading through that as uh, this this episode has been going on here, and that's the biggest Hmm. breaking news right now. So um, keep an eye out in the conglomeration uh, for... Somebody named Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, this is going to be very interesting, uh, the progression of all of this, and I am super happy for this. I am definitely going to miss him within anything that we have done with Love Wrestling. If this is all legit, which the people that I'm talking to right now, yeah, um, they're pretty legit when it comes to knowing stuff within this business, just as yes. we are. So, yeah, 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 dude, yeah. yeah. 
I guess the only other one that, that, that I could I think to mention of is it looks like um, over in NXT UK, um, a pretty big signing might happen uh, in the form of Bea Priestley. But in traditional WWE fashion, when it comes to naming wrestlers, we couldn't leave well enough alone. Um, it looks like she will be named <laughs> Blair Davenport. We just can't leave Bea Priestley alone. We, we got to pick some silly name. Uh, I mean, for, for those who watched some Bea Priestley, they saw that little kind of little brief vignette thing. It's pretty clear that it's uh, her. Um, our friend Michael Jargo, who is a expert when it comes to New Japan and stardom, um, spotted her right away. And I, I trust his intuition. And, um, yeah, the, the name... Kind of like the the Frankie Monet thing with Ty Valkyrie. It's like, uh, you can like just leave well enough alone. Maybe there is a trademark issue. I get that, but Blair Davenport that just doesn't uh, strike fear it into the individual. Sounds very British. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Very very. On that British. side of things too. I mean, the interesting thing is like I don't know how rock solid con- contracts are over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I mean, her better half, Will Osprey, is currently injured. But the potential of him possibly maybe coming over to an NXT brand would be a very interesting thing because then you have that built-in storyline, a possible dream match with Seth Rollins as well, which would be very, very interesting, right? right? So they took yes. a lot of shots at each other, and uh, Osprey owned his ass. So oh, it would yeah. be an opportunity for <laughs> Seth to get some redemption there. But, uh, you know, sad to say, Will Osprey's wrestling days may be behind him. That looks like a really, really bad injury that makes like Daniel Bryan's injury look like nothing. So right. we'll see. I mean, at the very least, maybe he could be a personality, but um, not to be the Will Ospreay that uh, we know and love. But uh, yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens with that. Uh, like I said, not digging the name, but uh, I mean, she's a great uh, women's talent and uh, they could uh, you know, definitely benefit from having her there. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they definitely could. Before we move on to our next segment here, just let me take a drink of my non-sponsored yes. Dr. Pepper. Everybody, make sure that you're going out and supporting Dr. Pepper because it is the greatest pop that is out there. Or if you're in America, soda, I guess. I'm sorry. Um, I'm Canadian. I call it pop. Uh, soda pop, pop, soda. How, however you want to claim and call it, this is Dr. Pepper, and everybody needs to be drinking some Dr. Pepper. Mm. Right, my non-sponsored drink is empty, so uh, like if you guys want to like get one for Mighty Joe, I'd be all for it. So I don't run out halfway through the show. <coughs> Just saying, but uh, but yeah. <coughs> all right, now from there we are going to move on to what seems to be a favorite for a lot of people. Our match of the week. Yes. Oh, this is this honestly is a favorite for a lot of people. A lot of people have messaged me and said, we love when you're doing this and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, here's my choice. And here's what I would have picked. And I love getting all of those messages. So continue to send them to me, whether it's on my first personal Facebook account, whether it's on the Facebook page, the Instagram page, Twitter. I don't care how. Send them to us because I love reading all of them. For sure. Now, the age-old debate. Who goes first? I'll go first because I know 100% that you are not going to pick this one. Hey, we proved each other wrong on this one before, my friend. But if you you pick this one, my head will explode on camera (laughs) now. Go. 
Canadian Wrestling's Elite Adrenaline, yeah, episode that. number <laughs> six. Joe's already yeah. like, nope, nope, no, I did, nope, no, I did not pick no. that one. Thank God, because I didn't want my head to explode, and I didn't want to see that either. <laughs> CWE Adrenaline, episode six, can be found on YouTube by searching Canadian Wrestling's Elite. Definitely go and search them out and see what they've been doing. Um, Jude Dawkins versus Drag Neal. Uh, for the HIW Championship in uh, Canadian Wrestling's Elite. Dude, if you have not watched this yet, you need to. This was a fantastic matchup. Absolutely any time that Drag Neal is in a matchup, I'm there watching it because he's fantastic. So there it is, my match of the week. Mighty Joe, what's yours? So yeah, mine is definitely not coming from CWE. Uh, not to hate on the CWE. I absolutely love the CWE. They're coming in with a tour soon. I don't know if they're going to be coming back through your neck of the woods. I hope so. But um, mine is coming from Ring of Honor. And this is another matchup that uh, another reason why I love Ring of Honor is they put out a lot of their content for free on YouTube. And this is one of those matches that all of our viewers can check out because it is available on that platform. Uh, this is coming from the Ring of Honor Field of Honor show from 2016. Carl and I have covered a match from this event. Of course, uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Roderick Strong. Uh, this is this match was also on this card. Another absolutely fantastic one that you guys need, especially if you're a fan of the actual professional wrestling of professional wrestling. This is a must-watch. We're talking the, the uh, at the time, never open weight champion, Katsuyori Shibata versus Kyle O'Reilly. Um, wow. Like, just like, like I said, if you <laughs> like, like the actual wrestling that happens in wrestling matches, that's, this is right up your alley. Both guys, absolutely fantastic. Really cool to see Shibata because uh, he is somebody that's a, he's an interesting individual. Uh, like if I were to compare him to somebody, it's like a combination of Antonio Inoki and Minoru Suzuki with somebody who can high fly a little bit like Finn Balor does. Like he's a combination of all three guys. Um, He is somebody who's actually still considered to be under contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but is currently on a very long hiatus um, with uh, this. Somebody, this is again, why um, I like having Jargo around because I need to pick his brain on this one. So I'll have to get the information, maybe come back on next week. And because I, I believe that there was some type of head injury that happened because I, I think he uses like a headbutt move quite regularly in his repertoire. And I think that that may have caught up with him somehow. And there was uh, some kind of complication with that. So he's been inactive, still considered to be under contract. But uh, somebody who is, if you haven't watched uh, any Shibata matches, you just need to. Like I said, uh, he's a combination of Anoki, Suzuki, and a little bit of Finn Balor mixed in there to boot. Uh, he's absolutely incredible. Like it's not like a flashy gimmick. Dude comes out just the the black trunks, but I mean he's just he's a he's a beast in that ring in every aspect. He's got the, the whole package. So just go and check him out. And Kyle O'Reilly, fellow Canadian, um, speaks for himself. Um, absolutely fantastic, and he held his own. And he actually beat Shabbat in this match, which is pretty freaking incredible. So right. uh, go and check it out uh, for free on the Tube of Views. Sounds fantastic. I do want to say there is a place where you can get some flashy gear, some mm. merch, some great stuff, and here it is for you.
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Go and check out our friends over at Ignite Wrestling. Uh, Miss Kim has done some amazing stuff over there, and she graciously has allowed us to play her merchandise commercial on our show. So I always want to make sure when we can, we get that in there. So go and check out Ignite Wrestling. Find it on online. It's on all the different social medias, and there is a website as well. And if you have a Roku device, you can download the Ignite Wrestling app on there, which will allow you to view some of the amazing shows that have happened over there. Thank you so much, Miss Kim. Thank you to everyone in Ignite Wrestling. We love you all. Now is the time... Mighty Joe for our showstopper segment. First off, I have to say, Mighty Joe, thank you for letting me take the lead on everything here today. This has been absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love hosting podcasts. This is so fantastic to me, and thank you for allowing me to do this today. So our showstopper segment today uh, is kind of talking and revolving around, does the WWE need to pay more attention to who they're hiring, or do they need someone more competent to do the hiring? So as Mighty Joe alluded to earlier, I'm going to let him take this one in just a moment here. Uh, He alluded to this writer Um, who was recently fired after coming out and saying that she knows nothing about the WWE or professional wrestling. Mighty Joe, take this away. I mean, this is the kind of thing where uh, this could very quickly escalate from a PG-style show to a rated R. Adults-only, 18-only show, if I really wanted to go that far. Um, how can I approach this in a classy way where I don't look like a scumbag? Um, it's, this one's tough here, Carl, because even just around what we do with Love Wrestling, with HTM, even our friends over at the Hummy Media Group, there, we know so many great minds in wrestling, you know, even just outside of ones who have competed in the ring, like our friends, Ben Hami, like our friends, Stevie Richards, just to name a few, uh, involved with the Hami platform over there. And even ones who have followed the industry for so many years, like myself, like yourself, uh, like our friend, uh, Chris Parrish over at Love Wrestling, like our friend, Michael Jargo over at the HTM podcast network. This, like I said, even just what we do, we're, we're surrounded by great minds who could book excellent, excellent wrestling shows, even outside of WWE. And then, you know, we enter Kenny Smobley, uh, the name of this uh, writer they hired. Now, <laughs> I'm all for giving anybody a chance here, Carl. I mean, when it comes to being a writer, I would imagine there's some skills that are transferable to a certain extent, right? Like I said, I don't want to completely bury this person because I have not been in that situation myself. I have to reality check keep that into perspective a little bit right sure hopping into this cannot be an easy thing but at the same time carl you can't just be an idiot and go on to like a, a podcast or whatever this was like a radio show or whatever when you've just been hired by a company and then to tell a third party that you have no idea what's going on and then to Call current WWE champion Bobby Lashley, Bobby Ashley, 
I mean, and then you're actually involved in writing storylines for this person. Like, <laughs> dude, like it's like just it, it's absolutely mind boggling. Um, to quote to quote her, she says, "It was a surprise for me. They didn't even well, require me to yeah. know anything about wrestling." This is the people that hired her, a comedy writer. Yeah. Okay, this the, just to give you a little background. Awful super quick, comedian, by the she's way. Awful. A, she's a she's a comedy writer um you know she she had done comedy writing as well as stand up a little bit herself she's made television appearances uh background in both performance and production she even did her own stand-up routine on the tonight show with jimmy fallon at Mm -hmm. one point right um so yeah we're hiring comedy writers apparently um, and it's not even a requirement, apparently, to know anything about wrestling. Yeah. What? And, and, and the catch here, I mean, I've didn't, I haven't seen all of her comedy work, but a lot of it is very, I'll just, I'll say a lot of it is very racially oriented and borderline racist. So okay. to put somebody in a position like that for, for a company who is a, you know, a notable company that's traded you know, on the Newark Stock Exchange. And this is a company that targets mainly a younger audience. And then you're going to put somebody in charge that is going to come up with some questionable material. I mean, just do like it's like every aspect of this is just wrong and bad and awful. Just like it just even for the WWE, this is a really puzzling move. And just it, yet another thing that just shines a, a really black light on this company. And it, it's so incredibly frustrating because, and I'll make this very clear again, I know you and I beat this dead horse a million, million times now. Carl and I are fans of this company. We love the WWE. We've been fans since we were yeah. children, since I, I was barely tall enough that you couldn't even see me up on this camera right now. I've been Knee fans. high to a grasshopper. I've been fans of this company and just... <laughs> Recently, just to get, it's like they're doing their damnedest to piss me off, and it's it's terrible because, like I said, I, I love professional wrestling. I love wrestling. Carl and I are part of a brand called Love Wrestling, not because we hate wrestling, because we love wrestling. But we are also critical when stupid shit happens, and this <laughs> definitely falls into the stupid shit category. Carl, it's so mind boggling that. A, such a notable company, supposedly the most prestigious, no right. I'm stumbling over my words just because this is so silly. I mean, this is supposed to be the best professional wrestling company in the world. And we're going to take on somebody to help direct the product that knows absolutely nothing about it. It's just... But in the same token, she is only really the first one that came out to really publicly state something about so it. So how many others have there been? <laughs> well, pardon me? How many others have there, have there been? That's exactly the question. <laughs> you know, that's how the scary part. We, we do know that there were uh, uh, sports columnists that didn't really know much about professional wrestling that, that have been brought in as writers. There have been um, soap opera Writers that have been brought in to write for professional wrestling. Um, Now here, a comedian brought in to write 
for 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 Monday Night Raw. Okay, for the brand that is hurting the most out of all of this, your flagship show and brand is the one that is hurting the most. And you were bringing in and hiring without a prerequisite of having an understanding of professional wrestling. Now, I don't fault I don't fault her at all for this. She's taking a job. Sure. She's taking a writing job. Sure. That is what she does, right? She writes comedy. Cool. Okay. Maybe we need a little bit more. No, we don't need any more comedy on Raw. Yeah. Let me correct myself. <laughs> um, but, like, the people hiring are the ones that should be going. Do you know anything about professional wrestling? It should be Do like one of the first questions. understand storylines within professional wrestling? If you do not, I thank you very much for your time. I don't feel that we would be a good fit together. Thank you so much for coming by. Right. What the fuck? It's not that difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just, it, it's like I said, it, it's you, you nailed it. Like, it, it's like if I were to bring on a producer. Like, like if you, if I wanted to just focus on being a host and not worry about that, peeling back the curtain a little bit, not only am I co-hosting the show with Carl, I mean, I'm producing the audio and everything in the background at the same time and monitoring and make sure that that doesn't look like shit. It would be like if I brought in somebody to do that aspect of it that knew like absolutely nothing about it. And they'd be like, hey, you know what? I'm feeling stupid today. <laughs> let's take you out and you can be our audio producer even though you don't know what a computer is uh, Don's saying interview one question one do you do you know anything about wrestling yeah, that, that literally should be the first question walking in the door and if you even hesitate to answer that question there's the door uh, and you, you mentioned the, the raw thing here Carl and to put things in a yeah. little bit of perspective too for maybe those who for whatever odd reason like I said haven't been paying attention to what we're doing over at Love Wrestling and you should be we struggle struggle on a weekly basis to get a, I don't know how many people we have on staff now that absolutely love professional wrestling. And we don't want to touch raw with a 10 foot pole. We absolutely <laughs> right? love, love to watch wrestling. And like, we don't want to, nobody wants to talk about raw because we feel like a, we're, there's so many different ways that, that this is bad. We're, we feel like we're wasting our time. We feel like our intelligence is being insulted. I mean, I can name it a million different ways. We love talking about wrestling and we all hate talking about Rob. Nobody wants to do it. Over at Love Wrestling, we are like the 1970s hippies, the 1960s <laughs> hippies of Man. professional wrestling. That's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about what we love about professional wrestling. And if we do not love something about professional wrestling, then we are not going to talk about it, except on this podcast here. Because although we are part of the Love Wrestling family, <laughs> we are still technically our own yeah. entity so we can get away with yeah. just a sure. little bit more uh when it comes yeah. to our own views and opinions yeah, go a little bit rogue um <laughs> yeah, right bit. on this topic uh, we went a little bit rogue but yeah man yes. just a, it, it's it, 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 it's it's such a shame to, to like watch like a company that like i've stated before and you stated before and a lot of people that we respected yeah. that we've had in this program have stated before right this company knows how to do wrestling well they know oh, yeah. how to do wrestling. Well, the people that were alive during that, that time that did this good are still there. 
right? Yes. This, this isn't a freaking mystery. Like we we don't know how to do. Dude, it, it, it's I'm, I'm gonna make a really weird comparison again. Like before I made the golf comparison, it's like when we went to the moon, right? We we know how to go to the moon, but what now? That was in the '60s. Now we're in the the 2020s. Well, we can't go to the moon because we don't know how. You guys did the 1960s. What did you just? forget how to go you know how to go is it a matter of money because we can give you the money there's lots of money get bezos or uh you know one of these uh cuban uh, mark cuban or like one of these guys get one of the con family members there's the there's your money let's go to the moon oh but we, yep. we forgot how Not their own admission well we've forgotten how to go to the moon uh what are you stupid like <laughs> just and to, to go back to, to the wrestling reference <laughs> They know how to do good wrestling. When we first started watching, wrestling was good. Was there stupid shit? Of course there was stupid shit. Right? Mantar and the gobbledygooker. The, the dumpster drozy. Go, right? Gobbledygooker. <laughs> even the absolute greatest of all time in my home opinion, Rowdy Roddy Piper couldn't even save that and make that a thing worth, worth seeing. Even in his own words, I've never <laughs> tried so hard to put over something that was such shit. <laughs> and it is now working as the gobbledygooker, right? Oh, sure, they, yes. they they did stupid shit in the background, but the majority of it was good. But now it's yeah. like we have to dig so deep into the current product to find these little hidden gems, right? It's not all one big fantastic thing like it used to be. It's these little diamonds in the rough. And they're hard to find yeah. these days with this company. To circle back just super quick before we close things Ooh, out Ooh, do you want to have this today. debate? A non, do you want no, to have no, a non-wrestling no. debate? Because I, I, I would actually like to have this debate with you. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I don't want to have any type of debate at all. What I want is <laughs> an answer to this question. Yes. So this writer, do you think that she would still be with the company had she uh, possibly said, instead of saying, I don't know anything about professional wrestling and I they didn't require me to know anything about it, do you think it might have been different had she said... I was not required to know anything <laughs> about professional wrestling, but they have a team of writers who are willing to train so that there can be a future for writers in professional wrestling. Mm. Do you think there would have been a difference if she had spoken it that way instead of just coming out the way she did? I think some training can help, but I think this is really one of these things here, Carl. And I, I think you could even say that with what we do, you know, what we do with Turnbuckle Talk and what podcasters do or really, it can be really used for anything. I think it's one of these cases, I think, where you can receive some training to make you better, but if you really don't have that genuine passion and interest in what it is, you are not going to be good at it, pure and simple, right? Training is good. Training is fantastic in a lot of things. But if you don't have that genuine gusto and desire, passion for it, sorry, it's uh, it, you're, you'll reach a certain plateau. Sure, and, and you may or may not exceed that ceiling. Let's just put it that way. Well, uh, there we have it. I'm picking up what you're putting down, <laughs> and I totally get it. We are already no. at. No, oh, go ahead. Finish up. I do want to address our, our friend. Like I said, I know you. Uh, you didn't necessarily want to have this debate with me. I will have it very briefly oh. with uh, Don in, in the <laughs> chat here. Um, totally non-wrestling really. We're going extracurricular oh. activity for this week here, Carl in uh, Don. Uh, for a long, long, long time, um, I was a believer that we did not go to the moon. 
But I have done a lot of research. Thanks, thank you to the power of the internet and knowing what sources to really trust and to really look into with this. Um, I have done a complete 180 on this. I not only believe that men have gone into space, but that we have landed on the moon, that there's a lot of what people would say is evidence that we haven't gone. One thing you have to keep in mind, it was in the 1960s and the technology was not perfect. So there were issues, there's glitches and that kind of stuff. And there's still is with technology, but we, I do believe that we did go. There's a lot of not evidence that we went here, Carl. There is a lot of proof that we have gone to the moon. So it is there if you know where to look. And the biggest proof that we have gone is that there are still object, uh, objects that men did leave up on the moon and they have bounced lasers off the moon and the, the reflection has come back and they can precisely time how long it takes for that to bounce back and they can calculate the distance and it did come from the moon. It's a reflecting coming off of a man-made object on the moon. Uh, that's really the number one proof that we've gone there is that there's stuff that we've left back behind there that we can bounce a laser off of. And that's just one of the things, you know, people even doubted that we've actually been able to go into space because we would potentially melt. It's all in how you actually exit the earth's atmosphere that you can avoid a lot of the radiation. There's a way to do it. Um, it can be done. Who is the first person on the moon? Uh, first person on the moon would have been, well, it was Neil Armstrong. No, it wasn't. Sure it was. No, it wasn't. Who do you think it was? Who took the photo of him? They were the first person. The cameraman. There had to have been a cameraman on the moon first before he made his steps down onto that spaceship. I don't cameraman. know about that. I don't know about that, but uh, that's... I don't know about that one, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm I kind think- of agreeing here with Don. Uh, in 69, maybe not, okay? But after that, yes, definitely, um, See, yes. I'm of, I, of the opposite with that, with that one because, like I said, okay. I, I do think that this is where there's a bit of a twist in, in my approach. I think that we did make that initial trip, but I think a lot of those other missions were faked isn't the word that I would use, you know, we just used a lot. Like they took more footage on that initial one, and then we combined that with some things that we staged on Earth. So I think that we did make that initial journey, but I think then the the ones afterwards were uh, were quote unquote faked. So for me, my th- my theory kind of combines the two, but I do think that we did go because, like I said, you know, they have proven it by bouncing a laser off of a man made object. Um, like it was, it's like an actual reflector off of one of the moon, uh, the lunar rovers that they yes. bounced uh, back to the earth. And sure. Oh yeah. That's pretty yeah, conclusive yeah. proof that we've gone at least once. There you have it. Mighty Joe believes that they Dropping definitely have been to the moon at least once. Thank you for all of you that stuck around and listened to this dark side of the turnbuckle. <laughs> I guess maybe we could call it that. I know more than just wrestling people. I do a lot of, uh, <laughs> that's one, th- one little thing that like if, if people don't know about me is I, I do a lot of research about a lot of uh, interesting stuff. And uh, the moon landing is one thing that I've uh, probably spent too much time researching. I know quite a bit about it. I will put this out for Mighty Joe then, okay? So you're going to totally tell us where it is on Facebook, <laughs> but aliens, they do exist. <laughs> oh, tell uh, us, Mighty Joe. That's just something that I do in my spare time. If you are bored, and when I'm bored, I do this. Um, 
you can go on Facebook and there's a page called Proof Aliens Have Done Everything. And uh, I will occasionally post some things on there. Uh, I've actually fooled people into thinking that I'm actually the host of Ancient Aliens on there. I guess my <laughs> stuff is that believable or that <laughs> good, I guess. But uh, I have like almost like a thousand followers on that page now. It's, it's ridiculous. But uh, And what's the name of the page again? It's called Proof Aliens Have Done Everything. There you go. Go and find that on Facebook. Proof Aliens Have Done Everything. everything. There we go. Mighty Joe, please. I have already talked about our sponsors today. I have already said where to go for, um, you know, everything having to do with our social media. I want you to tell people what we have coming up on Love Wrestling and Turnbuckle Rewind. Yeah, for sure. Uh, back just briefly on the thing, uh, like if you want to do the at thing on Facebook for that, my my alien page is actually called at aliens do stuff. That's the, the ad on it. And there the most go. recent post was actually a father's day post. Uh, and, uh, I posed the question, are aliens good dads on father's day? Ancient alien theorists say yes. That was, what the was it again? Uh, the at, yeah. At aliens do stuff. <laughs> aliens do so yeah, if you, uh, want to go check out my stupid stuff on Facebook, that's where you want to go. Uh, but, for Turnbuckle Rewind, we have an interesting one here this week, Carl. We are essentially, what, were we like 26 episodes already into Turnbuckle Rewind? We are coming full circle with our matches here because our very first match that we did on Turnbuckle Rewind was, of course, the legendary WrestleMania match between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. One of my favorite matches of all time, and this is coming from somebody who's not a Hulk Hogan fan. Well, we are <laughs> going to essentially be covering the rematch. Uh, 1990, it's not 1990, 1988 WrestleFest cage match. Talking old school, the old blue cage, Andre versus Hogan again. Uh, this one's going to be fun to break down with you, my friend. Uh, this one's uh, a match that I had largely forgotten about. So, because I think the, the WrestleMania match overshadows this one, but this one is definitely entertaining and worth checking out as well. And we'll be talking about it. Oh yeah, definitely it is. I, uh, I had completely forgotten about it as well, but I'm super happy that I found it. You asked me to find one for this week and I was just so happened to be on YouTube where you can find a lot of free professional wrestling to watch. And this one kind of just popped up and I'm like, wait a sec. Oh, oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I am super happy that we'll be able to do this one and cover it. And uh, Mighty Joe, you got anything else for us before we close out today? Like I said, I think that's, that's really about it. Uh, my match of the week for this week, uh, Shibata versus O'Reilly, is probably going to be a contender to be on Rewind at some point. I think that's definitely one uh, worth talking about. And since it does involve a New Japan talent, well, you guys can know where we're going with this one. We'll likely have to include Dr. Jargo in on that episode because... Well, we kind of would have to uh, at that point uh, because we need his knowledge when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, But yeah, outside of that, man, like I said, it's just it's in retrospect a little bit here. We're going a little bit long this week, but I'm going to gush a little bit to see how far like we've gone with this platform here, Carl, to go from it being not involving you originally, me and our friend Kyle, with it being the wrestling recap and then becoming... Uh, an internet radio show with Termical Talk and then us branching out and doing a podcast. And now, like, we're we have like partners and friends all over the place. You know, we're, right. of course, we're friends with uh, the guys over at the Hami Media Group. We're blessed to be part of the HTM Podcast Network. And now we're part of the Love Wrestling platform. Where, like I said, 
just recently on, on a show, like we raised a thousand dollars in one day towards the Trevor project, towards a charity. Um, to just to be a part of all this, just, uh, it's pretty damn cool. And just, uh, reminds me of, uh, not only that it's cool to be a part of this, but that there are some good people out there as well. Like I said, for, for one person to donate a thousand dollars towards a charity because they were watching what we were doing. I mean, if that doesn't make you feel good about what you're doing, I don't know what does. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, for Yeah, for Mighty Joe and myself, Carl Carafel, thank you guys so much once again for coming by, taking a look at this. You know the audio is going to drop. It always does tomorrow. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. Bye. It's me, it's me, it's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.